Time for Rolling. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Crude Sloth. It's Time for Rolling. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, episode 107. I am Endless55. I'm joined with Crude Sloth, my co-host. How's it going, man? It is going pretty good. How are you on this fine day? I'm pretty good. I've had a day full of angler, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, and I had a day full of work, so something's wrong with this. But I do have some good news. Uh-oh, drum roll, please. What's the good news? I bought an iPad today that's going to be here by Wednesday for the update so I can play on an iPad now instead of my phone. Hell Why am I yeah. talking like this? Brand new, it's the brand new iPad, right? It's the brand new iPad. It's that, che- out Megs. It's the cheap one that's like runs on the iPhone 7 process type thing. So it's not like an iPad Pro giant $1,000. It's the cheaper one that's like good still. So yeah, that's hype. Yeah. Because my phone, like, I, yeah, I don't have any more storage on my phone. I'm literally deleting apps for, like, Vainglory to, like, update it. So, I'm like, I got to stop this. So, yeah, Yikes. The crazy thing is that, like, I really want to get a new iPad because I would, I could probably adjust and play on the iPad better. Not necessarily yeah. better, but, like, I would enjoy it more just to have an iPad just to play my phone on. That way I could use my phone when I stream and everything. But, Sharing with the iPad is weird, like the dimensions are weird. I already have like an overlay made for my iPhone 7, so like, and I'm just so used to playing my phone, I'm like, screw it, I'm just gonna continue to play on my phone, it's fine. It's fine. But that's hype, that is exciting. Anyway, we had VPL preseason this weekend. Yes, we did, we had week number five, which was the last weekend of the preseason. It felt like yesterday, we just started the VPL preseason, now it's over. Kinda crazy, isn't it? It is kind of crazy. It flew by five weeks. Flew by. But now we have four weeks, which are probably going to fly by just as much, just as fast, until we start the real thing, the real deal. We're going to talk about that a little bit uh, here in a, in, a, in a bit. But um, I think we can just, until that conversation pops up, we can just start with the, the EU scene for, for the day one Saturday. They had three matchups on Saturday. Yes, they did. Uh, anything surprising, Endless? For EU? Yeah. I don't think so. Not on day one, no. Um, nah, yeah. No, nah, not really. Yeah, no. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing would be Clash in Salty, but yeah. I mean, if you really want to call that surprising, but that was just supposed to be a really good game, mm-hmm. and it was. Well, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say really good game, but... <laughs> anyway. uh, well, yeah. The, the first matchup is going to be um, Wolves versus Team Queso. Team Queso obviously trying to finish that first spot. They they went twenty five to five. You know you're seeing them start to come together pretty well here. Whether it's Hegman or PRZ, um, they're playing really well. You know you got Tenno JJ who goes ten and one on Celeste. You know Hundor's playing that cruel. You know you just got you know pretty much every hero or every player just kind of dominating in their respective roles. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's it. I don't have much for Europe, dude. Honestly, it's pretty. 
You're over it. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing every week. <laughs> Other we had... than clashing salty potatoes. Yeah, I wish we had uh, two more teams in Europe that were closer to the same level as uh, Clash and Queso to make things a little more exciting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Rising Lotus, I think can, you know, is contending with it along with salty potatoes. But yeah, even two more after them would make it yeah. more interesting. Well. I think we may see – we'll see EU grow because Bangalore yeah. announced that uh, the VPL is going to be much different than what we were kind of expecting. Um, there are going to be, like, eight teams selected out of – there's going to be 24 teams. Eight already basically selected, right? So there's 16 more that are going to be selected, but it's just, like – I don't know exactly how it's going to work out officially yet, but there's going to be two tournaments, but then, like, the top eight are going to go, so it's going to be kind of like the ones we've already seen, but if there's better teams that sign up and somehow pull some upsets. Basically, it's like the VPL is also challengers, question mark? Like, I don't know if that's what they're saying, yeah. but I really need to read into that more than just what they gave me on stream just to make sure I understand it and be able to break that down a little bit, but that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, a lot of players are happy about it, like kind of discuss that maybe we'll see more stomps, but then it's also going to be more exciting because we may see, like, the new talent. that An we, upset. Yeah, the upset, the new talent. These new players are like, oh, that person's a player to watch out for. Or he may get picked up by – he may find his way onto a better team with some better players. So that'll be definitely interesting to see, especially in EU. That's what EU needs, right, because they only have six teams. So they can find two more teams that are playing really well and maybe start beating Equinox and Wolves. You'd be like, all right, that, this team's definitely probably going to be a top eight team. Did you uh did you see Salciar announce their team today? Oh yeah, in Europe. Yeah, for Europe. Uh oh. PT Lamb I saw on there. Apollo I think it's is it Apollo Ono? No, not Apollo Ono, that's the skin line skater. Uh um Apollo No? I can't I can't I remember his name. Apollo with an N. I don't know. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I I'm doing this off of memory. I saw it today at work and mm-hmm. so I was just throwing yeah, that, that was out interesting there. But, yeah. to see them not being the na scene really so yeah see them pick up an eu team is definitely interesting maybe they feel like that's the better route for them is to go eu but um yeah that'll be interesting so rising lotus versus equinox then yeah rising lotus they pretty much handle business pretty easily um i mean once again not a whole lot that we didn't expect it was a, a stomping 17 to 1 i think was the final or was, yeah 17 1 um yep of the kill department yeah mm. so um i don't know i mean yeah do you have anything to add to this i mean you look at the final like comp or you know kill score you have the sneaky playing that samuel you see uh, solicitude playing that weapon power sky you know everyone's playing these strong here obviously there's that famous uh aftershock tension bow blackfeather which no one else plays i feel like i feel like no one plays besides yeah um, he went two and one with it. Yeah, I mean, like he's tanky and he kind of survived, but he's just like maybe like more of an early game type hero. But baby group, baby group part two. I'm still interested to see them to find their find their kind of place on Equinox and see if they can continue to get better and better with them throughout these next four weeks heading into the VPL season. So I mean, other than that, there really wasn't much. I was surprised that Rising Lotus beat them as strongly as they did. I did try to pick Equinox to upset them just because of Rising Lotus being up and down here. But no, Rising Lotus definitely came out and showed and performed pretty well. Oh yeah, they destroyed. Destroyed. 
picks and right. bans for the next game. Third match. Salty Potatoes Clash. Go. Yeah, I was expecting Salty to, you know, put up a bigger fight here. Early on, it was kind of sloppy on the side of um, Clash, but really Leon was that captain position. We saw everyone else pretty much in that in the place they needed to be. Disown played a really interesting utility heal, almost second-type captain on that Grace. Extra healing for the team. Net, he's really liking this weapon power Baptiste. It's really interesting him seeing him run that. Uh, just on the doom is key. I mean, I, Leon is key because of how how good of a player he is. But he even tweeted himself. He's like something about like when on the doom's not playing, he wants to stab himself in the heart over and over because it's just like so much harder and like frustrating for him as a team. Probably without on the doom, he's a playmaker. Leon needs to be in that captain role while he's still really mechanically gifted. I think he just belongs in that captain spot. I feel like he the team performs best when he's there. So. Uh, right. We see them not agree. have on the Doom Sunday and Leon playing a carry Sunday. You see a big difference, especially with who they played. Like they played the better team on Saturday and they won just fine, and then they struggle on Sunday. So you definitely can tell the difference. But no, Leon he plays Storm Crown every time on this captain position. I think it's crazy seeing a captain pick up Storm Crown so much. He always gets fountains late, and that's it's interesting route that he the way he takes it. I think. It works because this team's so talented, so it's not like they really suffer from maybe a late found. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know how that would face up against a, a top team. Yeah, that's the that's the big – that's like a big key for their, for his uh, teammates is that they have to know their boundaries if you don't get that early fountain. Now, obviously, in this first game, he does play Lyra, so he still has that, that you know, a bit of a heal starting out. But still, I mean, for a, a five-man fountain not coming until later on, it's it's an interesting strategy, yeah. But uh, Leon makes it work, so props to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, so that is uh, EU for uh, Saturday. We'll do Sunday after NA, and then we'll like give the full breakdown of what the final um, EU was standing wise. That way, we can take a look at what the teams are at ending. You know, the, these five weeks of preseason. But NA only had two matches on both days because uh, they only. Uh, played a total of the seven. They played each team, each team once. Unlike what the EU's rotation was. Um, so first matchup is Rogue versus Tilt Rehab. I was interested going into this one, but it's pretty disappointed. And after I realized who was playing for Tilt, I was expecting them to lose because they lost Archaic and Esme to uh, Slimy Salamanders. I guess they just said. Yeah. F it, we're just going to leave and not continue on with the team we've been with and just go join Slimy. I mean, personally, I would have liked them to stick with Tilt and see how the team works out together uh, because they were pretty well. I mean, they already lost Jazzville because he had life going on, so Sino was trying to fill that role. Then you have Archaic, who's really strong, and Esme. They both were, like, huge playmakers, so, like, Tilt losing them, like, really, really hurts them. I mean, they still have good players, but, I mean, like, Blanks is good. I've heard of him. Definitely seen him play on challenger teams. But the Fed, F-E-Z-Z, never really necessarily heard of him. Maybe that's, like, a account that I have known in past names. But other than that, like, Tilt is just going to struggle again until they can find find the roster that works for them and actually stick with the roster. Yeah, it really is disappointing to see that happen to him. Uh you know, we had Pajama and Allie Peterson on talking about it, and they were hoping to win out the rest of the four games. That they had. Was it three games? Three four games. games they had left? Three games? Yeah, three games. 
really unfortunate. It's kind of hard to win out when you uh, lose some of your your teammates, and you know these guys get thrown in to try to you know have the synergy when you're going up against other teams like Rogue who have had synergy for at least a couple of weeks all playing together. So um, Rogue still strong performance though. Um, you know we saw Sibs on that uh, aftershock tension bow glaive going eight and two, really doing some damage. Also, Evol on his Celeste that we've seen before. Um, sometimes up and down. Uh, this time was up, 10 and two. I thought he did really well on that Celeste. Yeah, his positioning is much better. He's making good plays, and just you can tell he's starting to get more and more comfortable with that mid lane position. He's, you can easily adapt to it in maybe like a rank Q setting or that kind of stuff, but when you play at the top, the top level of competitive here, it's definitely harder to... Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, play against those top players. But yeah, like you already said, Sibs did a really good, had a really good game. So Evil, you see Gatsby or Jesus and, and Louie both have a minor role, just more of a, you know, Louie definitely provided some heal when that weapon power Adagio and then LeVar or JF, whatever, the, the, the months of the year as a Captain Tony. So unfortunately, 23-10, 18 minutes. Tilt does fall, and they do only get one one victory uh, of this preseason. Tilt's going to be, you know, uh, formerly the Misfits, the original Misfits squad. I was super excited about them, and now as things, in th- you know, continue to change, it's definitely, uh, they definitely have some things to look at and, you know, try to uh, fix things out. But they have four weeks to do so, so I still have faith that they'll maybe swing back up into a, a top four type situation for themselves. Yeah. So the next game is the big one, correct? Next game is the big one. It was the hype one that everyone was looking out for. I mean, this game is hype because you see, like, Rogue and Till on YouTube have 572 views on that game, and this Tribe versus TSM game has 3,400. So, like, clearly no one cares about anything besides TSM, I feel like. Yeah. TSM and Tribe, the the juggernauts of the vainglory, vainglory world right now. Yeah, the draft was super interesting. I think TSM really, oh man, it was just it was just crazy draft and how they set it up for themselves. You look at Tribe, they have Rona, they have Vox, they have Samuel, they have Celeste. Tons and tons of good power picks. And you see their bands are Lorelei, Scarf, and Kestrel, and then TSM's bands are Malene, Idris, and Rhyme. The Rhyme is a throwaway band because they were trying to set themselves up for that Lyra, Tony, Arden, and Catherine. So that's four captains plus a Baron coming out of Kaz. Granted, Chuck wasn't there, so Chuck yeah. wasn't it wasn't that Chuck wasn't there. Chuck didn't want to play. Like he didn't like the comp. He felt that he was a weakness to the comp. So he let Tebow step in and they played without Chuck and they, they worked just as well. Let me tell you, it worked fine. So Gabe was forced into this lance that really had no effect at all. I mean, Gabe just really couldn't do anything. 3v3, he dominated on Lance. Lance was a huge pick, but right now in 5v5, Lance really isn't that top of a, of a pick yet. So, they, you know, they kind of screwed themselves by banning away Lorelei. Gabe on that Lorelei would have been really well, but uh, yeah. I, I think they were trying to figure out what kind of draft TSM was going to go after. Maybe they've done this draft with Lorelei. Uh, you know, in it as well, since Lorelai is a captain, maybe Hammy, because he's been playing that so much as a top, but Hammy goes on Arden. It was just crazy. I was I was really surprised to see that Lorelai was the actual captain on Shade and Talent. I thought for sure going into Lyra, the draft, I would, I would... Who did I say? Lorelai? Yeah. I meant Lyra, yeah, sorry. I, was, I thought I would see Lyra on 
you know, like Cami in top lane or something. Uh, I've seen a lot of people play Lyra, CP, top lane. But, um, yeah, that was interesting. TiVo with the, you know, Aftershock and then just pretty much utility on that Catherine the rest of the time. It, it was definitely an interesting, uh, interesting draft, to say the least. Yeah, it was interesting, like you said. And, yeah, you know, how everyone's like, oh, protect the Baron, protect the Baron. I mean – yeah, they definitely protected the Baron. They had tons of heals. But when you look at what they actually kind of built, um, you see Hammy, he kind of carried with uh, the, yeah. the weapon um, the weapon Arden for sure. He goes like 7-3, and three, I believe, as soon as my uh, end screen pops up. Yeah, Hammy goes 7-3. Yeah, seven seven and, three. Three. and then, you know, you see Daniel. He played a double spell sword, Tony with a Crucible and an Atlas. So... You know, that was interesting to see him definitely be another utility person. Like, we, me and you talked about it. It's so funny that we talked about Daniel being a Rona and Blackfeather only, and you mentioned him being a utility person. I was like, he's never played utility. This was the first time we've yeah. seen him, like, do a true support someone else who's carrying, and that person was Hammy and Goss. TiVo, he played a cooldown Catherine, played that really well. I mean, TSM, they're really smart, and they're playing some interesting drafts. They threw off Tribe, I would say. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when I first saw the draft, I thought I was just trolling. I'm like, okay, they don't care. It's last week. But I was like, well, I mean, they made it work. I mean, obviously, they've practiced with this comp, and it worked out well. So, Yeah, I don't know. It is definitely interesting to see Gabe try to go for the Shatter Glass for extra lockdown, that's for sure. Um, but TSM wins. They secure themselves that top spot. Um, definitely is kind of interesting to see you know, Tribe have all the big names, you know, be the team everyone's looking at, but clearly they're still just trying to find that synergy and try to get their, uh, get the team together in order to compete with a team like TSM. Yep. Everyone's chasing TSM right now. That is very, very true. All right, let's go ahead and finish out EU and talk about the final standings for EU. The first matchup was Salty Potatoes versus Queso. Salty had that rough, rough weekend of playing the top two teams. Um, Queso goes ahead and uh, puts another, pretty much another beat down on. Um, unfortunately, Yikes. 18 to 1, we got everyone just playing strong heroes once again. Tyrus played the crawl this time. PRZ was in instead of Hagman. Tetno was on the Celeste. <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> we got uh, that Celeste 2-0. Didn't completely dominate. It was Hundor's turn to dominate. They kind of, you know, did one of those classic, let's rotate who's going to dominate. Yeah, they just kind of hand it off. That's kind of like what you and I do when we play, don't we? They just kind of like, hey, yeah, you know right, what? Right. You can dominate this time, and I think, I'll dominate next time. I think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt bad for Salty. Rough weekend, but uh, what, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, they wanted to get that top three spot. They had a weekend against the top two teams. It was definitely a, a, you know, a big moment for them to try to step up and you know find a win. Uh, you can't be the best if you don't beat the best, and uh, it's good for them to practice against the best. So, I mean, let's be honest. It's not really that bad. Like, keep playing them. You'll only get better, right? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> they'll they'll figure it out. Next game yeah. is uh, Clash versus Equinox. Clash, we talked about Leon, whether he's going to captain or carry, and, well, he did both because of I'm the Doom not being here. Just Man steps in to get that captain spot, and 
Leon goes in the mid lane as Leon, or as Samuel. Leon as Leon, thinking emoji. Um, but <laughs> he did well, but he also threw. They threw many, many times. There was times they overextended. They they tried to do too much, and we saw, you know, Fontu or the weapon power box. Um, he he two, yeah. five and two. He went really. He did really well. Had some nice kills and same with Baby Groot and the Crystal Idris. So. I mean, I didn't think Clash was going to lose, but they definitely were throwing. I was like, all right, Clash, let's get it together here. It's not throw. I mean, they win 19-11 eventually. They do turn everything back around and kind of dominate the game late, but... The, the crazy thing that I saw was the weapon power pedal, the, oh, the pew-pew yeah. pedal. We haven't seen that in a little while. I mean, that's kind of... There was a time when it was pew-pew pedal all day, every day, and we haven't seen that in a while, but Nettolet pulls it out, goes 6-4, and four, doesn't do too bad on it. Um, interesting pickup. So I think they might have been having a little bit of fun with that, but it worked. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, the love power pedal, like it's not that it's bad, but just no one's playing it right now because no one's really abused it. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that right. are probably good, but no one's abusing it. And once people start abusing it, they're like, all right, this is just really really strong. Like we saw with that one power pedal for a while in the beginning of the five v five type phase, and. It was definitely an interesting route that uh, they took. A little unconventional for sure, but hey, it worked. It did work. That is true. That is true. All right. Um, well, that, what that? do we got next? What's left? Wolves and Rising Lotus. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was uh, the Rising Lotus squad that I was expecting to kind of falter in the last weekend, but uh, they didn't. They, uh, they played really well again. A lot of kills in this matchup, so there were some throws of not necessarily sticking together, maybe kind of being a little out of position, but overall, we see um, Wolves or Rising Lotus beat them twenty nine to nineteen, and just the, the squad. Talk about sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, just the squad as a whole uh, had some issues, but they ended up coming together to win the match. Talk about out of position. He guys it goes one and ten, and if I remember correctly, he had some early deaths that I was like thinking emoji, but getting <laughs> caught out. Yeah. It was it, it was a rough game for Wolves, but once again, we've heard this, we've said this about a thousand times. Let them keep practicing. Hopefully, they can pull together, and they got four weeks to practice before uh, Vainglory, the Vainglory League starts. So the VPL starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, here is the final standings for this Clash vs. Case, or this Clash vs. Case. That's basically what it was. Uh, for, the, <laughs> for the Europe scene, it was uh, Clash at the top. They do kind of lock down top spot, 9-1. and one. Team Queso dropping to Clash early. They go 9-1. and one. Um, I mean, they they end up uh, tying each other throughout the series, throughout the, since they all play each other twice. Uh, Rising Lotus, 5-5. Five and five. They'll stay number 3. Crude, you kind of talked about them being third, and I said, uh, no way, Salty will be better. But four and six for Salty in fourth. Equinox at two and eight, and Wolves at one and nine. So no one got the goose egg. Everyone got a win under their belt. Everyone experienced it. So overall, EU was definitely more, um, I would say, top-heavy than NA this time. In the past, NA's been top-heavy in EU. It's kind of just like we have no idea who's going to win each weekend. It was always back and forth. Right. Every team could lose. We saw the top team lose to the bottom team before. Like It was just crazy how uh, evenly across the board Europe was. And now we definitely see kind of like a top and a bottom. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, NA's the only team that did not get a, a, a win would be Hammers. So. Mm. Yeah. 
we'll so. see that here in the NA games, but we'll see what happens with EU. Um, you know, over these next four weeks and what they kind of do heading into the, the the official start of the VPL. So last two games for NA. First up, we got Slimy Salamanders going up against Hammers. Um, you know, we had already talked about in Tilted Rehab with Tilted Rehab that Archaic and Esme did leave Tilted Rehab and went to Slimy Salamanders. So that means Tinker is out along with um I'm drawing a blank. Who was there? Well, I don't know who's out. We can't really say people yeah. are out. I mean in this game we have no Tinker, True. we have no status, we have no Mishy. Um, those are the three players that are not here. I'm interested about the whole Mishy decision because he's kind of was bad in 3v3 towards the end. We were like, maybe 5v5 he'll be able to bounce back. I never saw him like perform terrible and it was like all Mishy's fault. Maybe he just couldn't play and that's why Esme and Archaic played. But to me, if Esme and Archaic leave Tilt, they probably left for starting spots. Like there's no way these two aren't going to continue to start. So maybe Mishy's just like, look, I just can't do it. Maybe you should look for someone else because I just don't want to do it. So maybe Mishy just yeah. backed out and was felt that he was best not to play. So, I mean, Esme and Archaic are huge. Like, this Slimy team got a lot better because of them. I, I think if they oh. play together in, like, personally, this is just me, I think if Status was if status replaces Xenotech, the team will look really, really, really strong. I mean, Xeno's good, but I think... I think maybe as a team, when it comes to like people actually wanting to play esports, esports, I think Status would probably be in a better spot filling in for for Zeno. But other than that, I don't know. Slimy, they look they look pretty good. I told you back from week one, man, not to sleep <laughs> yeah. on them. Didn't I mean, know that Archaic and Esmond <laughs> but they uh, lost three in a row. And then they, I mean, granted, they won this match. Who knows what this roster does against a good team? Because they played. Unfortunately, they played a very weak. Uh, hammers right hammers. now so i mean we didn't get to see yeah, yeah. like a, a sweaty match where we saw them maybe get an upset with this new squad but you know esme and archaic are really really good players we've seen them before and we know how talented they actually are so and they seem to fit in pretty well i mean it's not like that we uh you know watching the game that we saw some crazy like throws and like being out of position and communication bro 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 what are you doing What? Are you there? Yeah. What, did you just run through a brick wall like 18 times or what? <laughs> uh, you don't want to know. Okay. I uh, My mic wasn't like off of my headset, so I was trying to find it because I realized I wasn't like actually talking into my mic this whole time. So I touched it, and it was probably just loud. So are you telling me we have to redo this recording? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god. It's been picking it up. Yeah. It's just probably quiet. I'll probably just have to edit it out or edit it up. Alright. Anyway, so Yeah, so Slimy Salamanders, they go ahead and get the easy W here. Twenty two to three is the kills. Under fifteen minute game. Um, I don't know if you have anything else endless you want on this, but what's your opinion on Rogue versus Slimy? Like Slimy beat Rogue early on when Rogue was struggling, but like Power ranking wise, is Slimy better than Rogue? Like, should Slimy be above Rogue? They have the same record. For right, 
for right now, I'm going to say no, that Rogue should be above Slimy. But with the addition of SMA and Archaic, I could easily see them beating Rogue. So, yeah, Slimy did beat him early on. I believe that was with Status. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember exactly what week that was. Um, I'm assuming it was with Status, considering they lost three in a row without him. But do, would you agree with that statement? That you know, I don't like, know. You think Rogue's still better even th- with Archaic and Esme? No, no, I think Rogue is worse. I think Slimy should be above yeah. them. But it's kind of hard to base it off players because we have no idea who will be around for the start of the VPL. Exactly. Well, I mean, but that's that's true. But players make every. You know what I'm saying? Like right. players are everything. That's but yeah, why it's like, hard for us to determine because we don't know who's going to be able to be there or who has to go watch their I grandma's goldfish. Slimy is the more unpredictable team because we have no idea what the roster looks like. So maybe Rogue is the better team because they have five members they stick with. Um, so maybe Rogue is better. But like to me. When I see Iraqi, Esme, Archaic, Xeno, Slash, Dadish, and Wrecked, like Power Winking Rise, it looks like a more powerful team for me than maybe Sibs, Louie, and, you know, the other. I don't know. I just don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it is tough. We'll just leave him as a tie right now. Nah, I can't do that. We have to decide. Uh, <laughs> I'll ask my five people, and then whoever wins, well, that's what the ranking will be. Okay, well, I say. You got my vote. You already have my vote. Rogue above Slimy. Rogue above Slimy. All right. All right. Well, that's the first matchup for the Sunday. And then moving on to the last one is Nova versus Vision. And this was another sweaty one. I knew it was going to be really, really good. Um, wasn't as good as I thought, actually. Surprisingly, Nova played. <laughs> it, was like thir- or it was like 3 to 17 under 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was supposed to be a- an intense matchup. But when you have Delphi and Erica and Lexel are starting Truth, you have those four, like they're playing really well together and they're starting to play better and better and better. And vision was a team that was like starting to surprise me. And I thought, Ooh, they could probably beat Nova, but not nah, truth in starting. They just, they all played so well. It's because PVP didn't play run box. He was on weapon power Idris. <laughs> and I'm just like, bruh. Yeah. We know you can't do this. No, I'm just kidding. It's not like they had three other crystal and he had to go weapon. I mean, he could have gone, crystal because there's no other crystal besides an aftershock glaive eventually and then the, the yeah but they never even got there no i never did nova yeah nova found themselves in a top two position i mean i power ranking wise i hate putting nova above tribe just because i think tribe's still stronger but hey nova's five and two i'm starting to like them better and better um I, I think in best of one matchups, Nova can keep beating Tribe. Maybe when it comes to like a draft battle and Tribe has more of a chance to like adjust things, maybe Tribe wins in a best of three. I don't know for sure. I mean, they beat him yeah. in VPL. They beat him in the NACL. So like, I, for me, I think Nova is number two. I mean, they have to be just because they have a better record. They have the same record as Tribe and they beat him. Yeah, it ha- that's what it has to be. I agree 100% with what you're saying. But that was I my thought process think- with Rogue and Slimy. I mean, they have the same record, and Slimy beat Rogue, so Slimy has to be bit above them. I mean, when I have that logic with Nova and Tribe, how do I not have that logic with Slimy and Rogue? I hate when you make valid points. It's, I really it's do. It's tough. And I think no matter what we do, we're going to get roasted. People will disagree. That's fine. We, we're not here to please the people. Well, no, definitely not. Um, all right. Well, 
that wraps up VPL preseason. Yeah, let me give the breakdown real quick of NA. We had TSM at number one, six and one. Nova five and two, Tribe five and two, Slimy four and three, Rogue four and three, Vision three and four, Tilt one and six, and Hammers zero oh and seven. So, really, Tribe messed up by losing to Nova. If they would have won that game, then they would have no reason. They would have been at number two once again. So Tribe just faltered a little bit, and Tribe's gonna have to look to uh you know live up to the hype they have. They have tons of fans. They have all the Cloud Nine fans rooting for tribe now so it's definitely something they're going to look at uh you know look at improving these next four weeks try to figure out what they can do to better and better yeah they got time scrim up scrim 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 they'll probably take some time off as well just going into vpl because of you know can't can't burn yourself out that's true all right, well, power rankings are going to be happening. We're going to figure out what, uh, where these teams belong. We There's pretty much just two confusions, Nova and Tribe, Nova and Tribe, and Slimy and Rogue. So we'll get those two situated. Other than that, power rankings and everything else should probably be out. Maybe not. Probably coming out later tonight on the Tuesday you guys are listening to this. Uh, or Either way, you'll probably be seeing them soon. But other than that, we may be having a 3.3 breakdown episode with some analysts once we get that finalized. That'll be coming later this week, probably like maybe on a Friday again. And then future episodes, we're just going to have more and more guests, hopefully just different people, different opinions heading into VPL. Maybe two episodes a week, maybe not. It really just depends. Um, it's it's going to be up in the air and just based on scheduling. So either way, we'll still be around for these four weeks. And we'll definitely be getting ready to break down the, the VPL once we get more information about how it's going to work and maybe even talk to some people within the VPL, such as Tasty once again or someone else around those lines that could maybe explain what's actually happening with this 24 uh, teams for EUNA. So, intent. Uh, intent. I don't know what that means, but okay. What we were talking about earlier today, like a guest that we might have on. With Max? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a big maybe. Yeah, it's a big maybe, but it'd be really cool. All right, well, I don't know. I don't have anything else screwed to you. I think we did everything. We went over our breakdowns. Overall, VPL preseason was fun. I mean, I think teams proved a lot, but they also proved there's a lot of inconsistencies and they had a lot to figure out. Yes, agreed. I mean, no one went undefeated, yeah, so that's that's good. That's good to see that. And no one went def. Never mind. God. <laughs> were you going to say winless, or what were you going to say? No, 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 no. You didn't. You missed the joke. I was gonna say no one went defeated, but I said defeat, and then I stopped because you know, like, oh, oh Ham went defeated. Jeez. Oh, oh. well, Hopefully, that some of the listeners got that. Well, I was thought you were trying to say no one went winless, like Hammers. Like that would have been the joke. Like, oh, and no one went winless. Oh, wait, it was Hammers. They went winless. Different minds, apparently. Different minds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vanglorious listeners, thanks for hanging out. Um. I think that's it, really. That's pretty much all I got. I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling. Time for rolling.